if you're a seller and you're not using AI to your advantage and constantly, constantly playing around with your listing and optimizing either your pricing, your images, something, uh, like you said, uh, you're not going to get the same results. And by the way, Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing how to start selling on Amazon and what our guests would do differently in 2024. We're also going to be discussing, is it really worth starting to sell on Amazon going into 2024? What are some of the biggest challenges and what are the key differences between Chinese and U.S. manufacturing? Welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay. As I mentioned, we're going to be talking about how to start selling on Amazon and what our guests would do differently going into 2024. Our guest is a co-founder and CEO of Samurai Seller. In 2015, he decided to dive into Amazon, and I'm probably guessing through one of the amazing courses. I'm just guessing. We'll get into that with him in a, in a, a second, but he um, him and his wife rapidly grew their e-commerce business into the high eight figures, and he loves helping other sellers um, succeed on Amazon, and, and he developed a software called Samurai Seller, which helps manage ads on Amazon. And today we're welcoming first-time guest, Aaron Cordovez. And uh, let's see, let's have a word from our sponsor, and then we'll get in and start talking with Aaron. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high-quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today, and now let's get back to the show all the stuff that we won't have in the edited version uh, will be gone. And now we can get over to Aaron. Hello, Mr. Norm. Good, good to see you. And uh, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Happy to share some crazy stuff today. And yeah, so not great. Not as crazy I'm, as your I'm, beard, but, but we're, it'll be yeah. up there. Yeah. So as long as you can hear me, <laughs> that's <laughs> all I, I want. If you can hear me, I, I'm good. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. So why don't we talk about your journey a bit before we get into today's topic? I do want to hear more about, you know, how you got into this. Was I right? Did you come through ASM? You were a, a spot on, a spot yeah. on. So ASM uh, 7? Marks, you know, amazing selling machine. Uh, buddy sold, you know, buddy said he was doing some product. He was doing pretty good. Pitched it to me. It was five grand. And, but there was this affiliate program. So I, I had him give me a thousand dollars of his affiliate. So it only cost me four grand. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that program is still going strong. Uh, you know, they're constantly upgrading that program for newer sellers. So um, we're still big fans of amazing Mike McClary and uh, Matt Clark over there. Uh, so you went in, you, you got your thousand bucks back and so it only cost you four grand. And then what happened? So 
my goal, you know, I, I think that in any business, it's good to identify where do you want to get to. And yeah, you could have some like huge goals. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll, I would love to become a millionaire. But if I can make a thousand dollars a month, even five hundred dollars a month, that can cover either all or most of a private school for my then newborn baby. And that was my goal. And I said, listen, my current job, I was not really able to grow very much more than maybe five or 10% per year in income. And I said, with this baby, I'm going to need to do more. So that was the, the, the push that got me to the Amazon because my friend said, look, you do this nights and weekends or whatnot, and you can make some income. So I was, hey, let me make 500 bucks a month. Uh, that'll be fantastic. If I do a thousand, I'll be like, whoa, that'll be an, a dream come true. And so I, I got started and, uh, you know, Amazing Seller Machine just gives some guidelines. You need to follow a map somewhere from somebody mm -hmm. and the map. Okay, follow these things. And I and I looked and I said, okay, I'll give myself 60 days to pick a product and place an order, right? So within 60 days, I picked the product, placed the order. That was a, a lemon squeezer. We still have live right now. It is patented, uh, which I later on got into a lawsuit uh, and then settled. <laughs> but <laughs> my first product was someone else's uh, patented product. and uh, it, it, it took off. I don't know what to say, like probably, uh, three months in or about there, it was already live. And we started, you know, in the first week, there was already people buying that I didn't personally know. And it was a, really a shocker. It was, it was really surprising and eye opening. And that was probably the most, I don't know if it was the most, but I think it was the time I was the most excited when that first order came in and it was, I don't know, someone like Jenny. I'm like, who's Jenny? I don't know what Jenny. And I asked my wife, like, is that someone you know? Is that your cousin? It's someone? No. And, and and I couldn't believe we put some pictures up, put some text, and some total strangers buying our product. Like, it, it was unreal to me. And it opened this whole door of opportunity. We can reach people. We don't need to have a conversation. We don't need to, you know, I don't know, schmooze them. Or like, it's not the people you know. Amazon brings the people, you don't talk to them. They look at your images, they buy a product. My mind was totally blown and it's been, you know, full, full on since then. Our first Christmas season, we got up to like 30 units per day and I, I, I couldn't believe it. I said, wow, it's, you know, we're already at this $500 a month and it's not even been six months. This is, this is unbelievable and way, way bigger success than I ever expected at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I know this is through the agency. So we opened up an agency in 2013 or 2014. And one of our clients came to us with, um, oh, oh, I got to tell you two stories. So one was uh, toe fungus remover. Okay. Nice. And, yeah. Toe fungus remover. I am an expert. I've written probably over a hundred press releases on it. Stop. I know everything about toe fungus. So really, uh, oh yes. my goodness. personal experience. Uh, no, I, I, this is a okay. guy that just came to me, but uh, yeah, let's say it was personal experience. Okay. So, but if I ever get toe fungus, I know what I have to do. I was actually talking to my doctor about that. He had a big toe fungus poster and I said, you know what? And we started talking about toe fungus. So anyways, uh, it, it, it was really cool seeing that I had estimated that uh, we get 10 grand, we would get 15 grand tops. And like, there was nobody selling it at now. It's a very saturated market, but mm -hmm. it was 28,000 the first month, 68, the wow. next. And wow. then, oh, sorry. It was eight, the first 28, then 68. And we got up to 124,000 before 
the the uh, client ran out of inventory five times. So, wow. and don't run out of inventory, guys. Don't do it. And so, so I just remembered this other story about brand. Okay. Now, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but I stand by what I said to you uh, back, you know, a few years ago. This guy comes to me and he's got this great product. It's for psoriasis and eczema. And it's um, it's a liquid. It's a topical that you put on, you know, wherever it is. So maybe on your arm. So I'm interested because I, I do get eczema sometimes, you know, just some small patches of it. I thought, oh, you know, this is going to work. I mean, just give me, give me a shot. I'd love to try this out. The problem was the brand used this fruit that nobody's mm. heard of before. And it mm. was called toe juice. Stop. No, no, no. That's not a real name. Toe juice. And that's what he decided to call his product. No, no, I don't believe. How about how, how do you spell this toe juice? Toe juice, just toe juice. So the juice of the toe. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't believe it. I am one hundred percent. So I'm I'm begging this guy. You've got a great product. Change the name. Do not go out under toe juice. And he wouldn't change the name. I, I I couldn't sell the product. Like I just, there's no way anybody is going to use a topical for eczema on their body with anything called toe juice. I'm searching this. I'm searching it. I literally go ahead. Toe juice. It's toe juice. Toe juice. All natural toe itchy skin relief liquid. Yep. Okay, You're... but it's for it's for toe toe relief. No. No, this oh. is for eczema and uh, for. Uh, uh, psoriasis. Oh, toe juice. toe juice. You're right. It's actually live. Why? Why would? Oh God. So you now, didn't pick the month. You said I. Can't, I, I can't forget I the brand. I'm not I couldn't going. do it. So you know it was, and you know this. So you know you have a um, a client come in and and you can see what the client needs and you can lay it out. You know all in you know a consultation, and then you hear the words. I hear what you're saying, but that's when I walk away from a client. So, you know, yes, I <laughs> I've hear heard some I heard saying. some bad names, but toe juice to go on your face is probably in the top three worst names I have ever heard. And I feel really, really sad. Uh that that wow, that's that's bad. And I don't yeah, think they had the success. That was in 2014. Yeah. They still have 120 reviews. So I, I don't believe it, and they're probably uh, incentivized reviews. But uh, the other bad name, and I, I did this my first presentation. I uh, uh, amazing asked me to speak at their 2017 um, SellerCon. It was called ASM 17, and I was doing research. And you know, Mr. Noodle was really big, and I don't want to offend anybody. So you know, uh, just put your fingers in your ears. I apologize right now, but this is just true. And I can't believe that somebody used a translator to do this. And this was real. It wasn't made up. So Chinese company that used Google translate to come up with a name uh, for a competitor for Mr. Noodle, Mr. Noodle. Soup for sluts. Stop. I am serious. Look it up. 
Look it up. Stop. I'm looking. I'm looking this one up. It, yeah. it must have been banned. I don't think when Amazon. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it didn't go anywhere. But the, the guy, the company that produced it, ramen noodles. Yes. Oh my gosh. I actually, it shows up. Suit for sluts ramen. Yes. What? What? And so is this somebody in it? They do like translator and say like, come, come to like the present time. I, I don't know. But anyways, that those are a couple of brands. So these are some things. These are some tips. Uh, you want to make sure that you check, you know, what the, and big companies do this. Uh, and I'm just going down this whole brand thing. So I know we're going to talk about 2024 and stuff, but I love these things. So the, um, the Kona car, this is 2000, 2020. I think the Kona car came out. So Hyundai made this car called the Kona. Have you heard about this? I've heard of the car. I yeah. Think. So, uh, like, you know, uh, probably everybody out, out there that's listening heard about the Nova, which means uh, no good, right? So, uh, in, in one language, I don't know if it was Spanish or something, it was, it came out, they, they had to, uh, they, it was a big marketing mistake. But Kona, so Hawaii, I lived in Kona for five years. I love Kona. And when they came out with the car, I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. And then, in certain countries like Portugal, they had to change the name to the Hyundai Kauai. You know why? Because Kona means something really bad and dirty. Yeah, really bad and dirty. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm not going to get into it, but it has to do with women and they never check the translation. Wow. Well, interesting. So let's just say it's not somewhere you'd want to put the the toe juice fungus remover. I know, definitely, okay. definitely not. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> but I mean, look, I think, the day, I, I think the Kona car. I mean, the U.S. sales covered for it. Then it probably wasn't too bad at the end of the day. I think it, probably, but somebody uh, probably got fired. Well, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk about. Amazon, and let's talk about uh, going into 2024. I love talking about this. What are you seeing, like, you know, from 2022, 2023, and moving into 24? What are some things that sellers should be looking out for? The, the, the skill level of sellers are increasing every single day. We just saw this last month that the U.S market penetration in the United States. So in the amazon.com market, the US sellers in the top 100 actually got below 50%, I think in the first time in the entire history of Amazon selling. Mm. So our representation of people living in the United States that are selling on Amazon is now less than half for the top sellers. But the top sellers are representative of the whole market. What's happening here? We have the Chinese dominating, you know, almost every market in the entire world. Okay. They're coming in. They're coming in strong. They are getting better. Their images are better. They're using agencies. They're using people who speak English. There are, there is a massive increase of skill that's happening across and not just the Chinese, right? Other U S sellers, right? People you're going to compete against and people from other countries, right? Yep. There is a massive skill level that is changing the landscape. The incumbents, a lot of them are coming down losing market share, right? There's people who are up 100%, 200% on Amazon and other people who are down 40%. So why is that happening? Well, now every single top seller always has a beautiful A-plus content, right? Mm -hmm. 
now they have ads. Advertising is taking up, who knows, more than half of the page in a lot of cases. They're increasing advertising spots almost, it seems like almost every day, okay? And what, what's going on is you cannot rely on what you did in the past because the products are evolving, the ads are evolving, the images are evolving, titles are evolving. You don't just need to be a great marketer, but your product needs to evolve also. If you haven't had a new product launch or a change to your product, some variation for more than a year, you will lose sales and you will go down. Right. So you need to know that it is a race. There are more racers than ever. And to be in the top, right? So we've, you know, uh, it, it's possible that with all our brands this year, we might hit the nine-figure nine mark. And to be in the top 100 sellers, to be in the top of the game, your chances are somewhere like 0.01% chance. It's one out of every 10,000 sellers are like in the top. It's it's actually a little bit less than that, right? If you're going to be in the top 100. But if you're going to be, let's say, uh, 20 million plus, something like that. You need to ask yourself the question, what am I going to do that 10 or 20,000 other people are not willing and able to do? Because if you're doing the bare minimum, if you're not obsessing over your listings, obsessing over your brand, serving the brand name, checking and listening to what norm says about your brand okay if you're not actually diving into that you are going to be left behind and you, you can't be surprised about it you have to know the game is changing and the stakes are higher than they've ever been before yeah absolutely i, I can't agree more uh consistently uh, improving and especially now uh even with amazon they have AI that's reading your photos. They have AI that's, you know, looking at the listings. Everything is, if you're not, uh, I just did a, a panel last night. We had the uh, Ecom Power uh, Walmart Summit and uh, it just ended up, we had it for three days and we ended, the last session we had was on AI. And if you're a seller and you're not using AI to your advantage and constantly, constantly, playing around with your listing and optimizing either your pricing, your images, something uh, like you said, uh, you're not going to get the same results. And by the way, if you make the mistake of going out of inventory and I, I don't know if you'll agree with me or, or not, I will pay, I will lose money to fly product over to mm -hmm. keep it within a either like to get it in there before it runs out or within a two week period of it running out and getting the other product on the water because it's, it's death. Remember the, 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 not the toe juice, the, the toe fungus. Okay. This guy, he was, he was worried about cash flow, which you should be, you know, if you have to make sure yep. that you have the cash flow to fund a home run. And this I would consider was a home run. So we were telling them 124, we don't know where it's going to go, but 124, we thought were, it was going to plateau. Order enough. We didn't order enough to cover off that inventory. Mm. He ordered enough mm. that would cover off 28,000 or 68,000 in sales. And he went out one month after. He went out the next month after. He ended up going out five times in a period, I, I think it was between six months and a year. Today, if I gave you the name, 
you would look at it. This went from $124,000 a month. He's selling $2,400 a month now. Yes. And the reason yeah. why... This is, this is a common story. Yeah. A common, common story. Well, do you know if do you know if he when he when he was going out of stock did he like take turn off all the ads, raise the price, and kind of prevent the stockouts or not even? Uh, it was just uh, it, the the product was selling so quickly that uh, yeah, just he did nothing. You know, he yeah, did he really did nothing. Um, so that's what happens. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but the, these are just a a couple of things that you have to take a look at. And like I said flying product over and helping to prevent it. And this, by the way, was made in the States. There was no, there was no reason no. for this. Yeah. It was made in the States. Yeah. Well, maybe so, I'll buy, maybe I'll buy the brand revive it and, and do a live, a live show reviving the tail fungus. Th there, there we go. There we go. But that's a, it's a That'll competitive, it's competitive right now. So the, I guess the other thing we have to look at too is, you know, the, the uh, influencers and how they've come in uh, and how you can do a new product launch without just going down the old search, find buy. You know, these are some things that are happening right now. So for product launches, what are you doing? So in 2024, completely different uh, than, you know, 2022, at least uh, what are you doing? That's different. Yeah. And, and I just had a meeting with our team and, and also it's uh, something I'm going to put on my podcast as well. But we're setting the new standard for our product going live. So typically throughout, you know, since 2015, when we started selling, we would basically, hey, the product's ready. Let's go put it up with what we have, right? At that time, you couldn't even put videos on the listing. But over time, even up to, again, last year, even, even early this year, a product would go live. It would not yet have a video, may not yet have A-plus content didn't have any sort of social proof in terms of yeah, influencers or like customer videos, anything like that. Um, and we would put it up, right? And, I'll, and, and, and the problem, the problem with doing that and what we're changing is we're saying, hey, for a product now to go live, okay, it needs to have A plus content. It needs to have an image that is one by survey. You actually survey, there's several softwares out there that you can survey the main image versus whoever the top competitor yeah. is, Intellivi, PicFu, whatever. Um, you use a software, you make sure your image is better. You can also survey your secondary images, either as a stack or one by one, depending on your budget. Make sure it has a video, give it out when you're launching, give it out to let's say 10 influencers, 20 influencers, 30 influencers, whatever your budget's gonna allow get videos from them or get them to post a video on the little video section in the bottom. Because when you're searching on Amazon, you click in the video and the click in, on the image, it shows you the six or seven images and then it has these videos. When you're done watching the first video, which most people you know, do think about putting a first video, the second one auto plays, the third one auto plays after that and you continue to watch it. And a person who's diving deep, when you have an unboxing video and you have someone using the product, showing it, it's going to give you an advantage, right? Amazon posts every product. This is, this is again, the new standard. The image has to win the survey. It has to have a video. It has to be given away to influencers. And then it needs to have five videos up on the thing. Uh, it needs to have Amazon posts, at least five, for that product, right? And it's going to have the video ad, sponsored brand ads, sponsored products ads, sponsored display. It needs to have, it needs to go out strong from the very first day. Because... 
you it's no longer like products just go up because you're in the category. There is practically no niches left where you can just put something up that's mediocre and it is going to sell on its own. There might be some, right? Uh, I don't know. There might be some. But nowadays, we're doing a whole different strategy right, right now going forward into 2024 and further. The product has to be top quality, right? A plus. It has to be a fantastic looking thing right from the start. Otherwise, it's not worth it anymore. Right. Because if your product is not actually superb, if there's not something that's standing out about it, if you're not have all of your stuff covered and you're starting, okay, with Vine, you might be 30 reviews, 20 reviews, 15 reviews. The next guy has 4,000, 10,000, 50,000, whatever the, that, that category has. You can't just, I, I, I had yesterday, no, no, two days ago, a guy write to me and said, hey, oh, I just launched my product. Do you have any advice for me? I looked at it. No video, no A plus content. The images were, were, were quite bad. And this is a person that's putting their life savings into trying to sell on Amazon. They haven't actually understood that this is something you have to go all in on. It's like your child. If you want your child to succeed, you better be talking to them, uh, giving them good food, going to exercise with them, having life lesson. I don't know. Like you have to invest in that child to become something and, and worth to society and to be a happy person. Same with your listing. If you just put it up and okay, I, I don't know. It, I just feel like people don't understand that this is a business. Right. If you have a, a, a medical practice, right, and there's no patients coming in, you wouldn't say, oh, it's too late to start up a practice. You would probably think, hey, maybe I need to learn some marketing. Hey, maybe, you know, but on Amazon, people say, oh, now it's too late to do on Amazon when they haven't actually invested the time to say, hey, is mine up to standard with what the entire market is like? Would I even buy my own product? And, and if you and, and people they anyway sorry that, that i think that's that was my point basically all right very good you know everything that you said uh and I, it's interesting because i i've talked to a lot of people i've talked to a lot of women about this and there's a lot of women that don't consider themselves entrepreneurs getting mm. into amazon mm. i've talked to a lot of guys about this and i think that it's unproportionate so uh, and i don't know why that mindset exists but everybody You're saying that, that men do think it's entrepreneurship yeah mm. yeah they think that they have a business mm -hmm. and that if i talk to them and if i ask them you know do you think you're an entrepreneur i would hear more yeses from mm. men than i would women and this is i i ask this i'm just curious i ask this quite a bit at different events that i go to and you know, it's just kind of interesting, that mindset that we are entrepreneurs. We're online sellers. We've, we've, we've created a brand. And within that brand, you've got to do everything that you possibly can that you would in any other business, except there's no bricks and mortar. Yep. You know, it's online. Yep. Now, this is uh, something I'm going to bring this up again. So the book that I was talking about, um, uh, uh, start, scale, exit, repeat. It actually goes through the entrepreneur's journey and it breaks down what you have to do at start. Mm. It's, it's really awesome. What you have to do to scale. So you go through chapter one, you go through chapter two, and it tells you a step-by-step -step process. And then 
once you exit, you know, this is how you prepare for exit. And then the final uh, version is now let's repeat. And that's why I love it. That's why I'm pushing it. As a matter of fact, I, I told Colin, Colin Campbell's the, the guy who wrote it. Um, he said, Norm, would you tell me if you didn't like it? I said, uh, Colin, I would tell you it sucks. You know, we're good enough friends <laughs> that if it sucked, I would just let you know. And uh, I'm fully behind this book because people who are on Amazon aren't necessarily business people. They're doing this as a side and, hustle. And, 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 you know, I was not a business person either. I didn't do any business. The, 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 the only business I'd done, I'd maybe sold like five different Yu-Gi-Oh cards back when I was like 16. Right. That's the, that's the only thing I'd ever sold. Like I, I didn't do these lemonade stands when I was a kid. I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't in any of that. Right. I had zero business experience. Mm. And when I started Amazon, uh, I was, I don't know, it was, it was a crazy venture and I was not approaching it with like, Hey, this is, oh, I didn't know it was like my business. Right. I have that idea. And yes, it's some entrepreneurship, but it was very much, uh, a side thing. It was very much, hey, let's hope this goes. Kind of rolling the dice. I'd, I'd already failed at like four other businesses. And I was lucky enough, I would say that at that time, there was less competition. So then when I got sales, right, I thought, hey, this is a business. It is viable. This can scale. And then I took it seriously. And that's hmm. when the whole thing scaled. Nowadays, if you make a listing like I had back then, it wouldn't sell. Because the whole market has evolved, but so has the knowledge. So have yep. the agencies. So have the photographers. There's so many people who can help you. So even though a listing that I made back then probably would not succeed right now, um, there's more help and more information now. So you may not have the easy win that would convince you that it is a business. So you just have to know it is possible to do very good. It is a possibility and if it is a possibility, then you either win or lose. I'm sorry, win or learn. <laughs> you can lose too, but then you learn. So if you continue with that process and say, well, why didn't this sell? Okay, was it your image? Was it your product? Was it your title? Was it your ads? Was it the bullet points? Was it? And, and, you, and you have to take a hypothesis and say, this could be better. And then work on it and continue changing it un until you win. Because you can. Like that, and, and I think... It is not the right business for everybody, right? Not every single person will make it happen. There's actually a small percentage of people that will make it big. But I also think there's a small amount of people who believe it can be done and actually commit themselves to do it. And I think the percentage of people who believe it could be done, commit themselves and continue working at it, that's a high percentage of people that really do make it really well. And so, I don't know, I just think you just got to believe it can be done. And, yeah, and so, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, we're at the bottom of the, actually, we're 10 minutes past the bottom of the hour. Um, we should go to a, uh, a sponsor break, but what I wanted to say, we've got a bunch of people listening right now. Um, if, um, if this is the first time you're listening, we always give uh, a prize away and the prize away uh, the prize is always at the top of the hour and it's called the wheel of Kelsey. So that's why you're probably seeing in the comments section, people filling it up with hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. If you're interested in winning the prize, we'll get to that in a second. Hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, you get a second entry. Aaron, what is the prize today? Here is the prize, okay? Uh, in the last few years um, or amount of time, 
me, my company, all this have sold over $200 million on Amazon. I'm going to give away our own customized, personalized software that ma I made for myself called Samurai Seller. You get a month of it for free. But the amazing part is you sign up, you send that. Uh, obviously, the winner will send over, hey, analyze my account and analyze whatever product you want analyzed. And I will personally review that listing and go over what I think would be done on it, what you would do to the image, what you do to the title analyze the market, what you can add to it. I would give my personal opinion of how that product could grow. Uh, and since you're connected to Samurai, you have, I would have access to a bunch of data and I'll say, okay, this I'm pretty confident will boost your sales. Okay. Normally, I mean, my consulting is a crazy, ridiculous thing. I, I put it so high because I don't really want to do consulting calls. Um, so I will do this for free for that one winner, analyze it and give you a plan how to increase your sales significantly. And honestly, if that's done exactly, who knows? The product maybe could double in sales, you know, within a week. Okay, very good. So that sounds like an awesome giveaway. So remember, hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, and you'll get a second uh, entry. All right, Kelsey, let's hit the sponsor. Facing cash flow challenges with your e-commerce business? Discover Viably, your ultimate financial ally. From real-time sales data integrations to immediate funding access, Viably is here to support you. Plan your growth with their free tool for online sellers and engage with specialists whenever you need. Extend your cash flow with Viably. Okay, we are back. So just a, a couple of other things. Um, I'm still a firm believer that if you have to be, I, I get a lot of people asking me about Chinese sellers and how can I compete if, you know, I'm getting it from China and they're competing against me. I, and I don't know if you'd agree with this or not. I don't have a worry. I 100% can tell anybody that I don't worry about sellers. Yes, they're improving. Yes, their packaging is getting better. But all I'm doing is I'm constantly looking and at ways to improve. And improving doesn't have to be expensive. So next thing, and probably the first thing I do, is I make sure that I go back to the sourcing. Am I sourcing properly? Am I negotiating mm -hmm. properly? Mm -hmm. Am I sourcing just the product and doing my own package design uh, or not my own, going to a package design company and getting the price from them instead of paying the 30%. Am I paying FOB or am I, F I, am I paying XWorks? There's so many things that you can do. Uh, H -H HTS, so I have Afalabi on, uh, you know, my partner over at Honu, <clears throat> and he talks about Tariff Terminator. 80%, This we, and we've done tons of these, 80% of Amazon sellers are still paying way too much in HTS uh, uh, tariff fees. So these are little things that can help build your profit and change. Like, I don't care about your North American competitors. If they're not doing this, you got the edge on them. But this will help you compete with the Chinese competitors. And even if you are working against the Chinese competitor, just have higher perceived value. You might lose a little bit more of more traffic, but you'll probably have much higher profitability. So um, that's one thing. The other thing is uh, I had a company come to me, $10 million company, and they were um, very happy, very excited that they did over 10 million last year. 
And then I looked at their financials, uh, 10 million or sorry, a hundred thousand dollar loss. Wow. 10 million in sales. And they would go on stage and talk about their success story. Well, their success story yeah. sucked. Yeah. I don't know about oh. you, but I'm not going to go out there and rant and rave about that. So we were able to turn them around, but they had where the, the biggest turnaround was uh, in their PPC. They had, they had outsourced it to an agency. They never had gone in to take a look at how bad the agency had run it because it was a big name agency. Well, who mm. gives two hoots about a big name agency if you got the worst person in the company working for you? You know, you've got to monitor this. And it was, I, I remember looking at some campaigns, not small campaigns, running at 768% ACOS. Oh, wow. Their average ACOS was over 200%. Oh, no. That's horrible. That's horrible. horrible. That's really bad. But these are the things that as an owner, you can't leave your brand alone. Like we talked about, you said this at the beginning, you can't leave it for a year. You got to be on it. And that's also going to help you with contributors rights, just in case you get a hijacker on your listing. Um, there's all sorts of these little things that you can do. But anyways, uh, let's get on well, to. I did mention on the, on the, the Chinese sellers and the competition. Yep. Uh, there is a massive fallacy in the entire argument that the Chinese sellers can just undercut everybody. And the fallacy is this. A normal factory, okay? Even you take the people here in the U.S. And, 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 and the way to understand it is look at a factory here. U.S. factory, they can make, let's say, some supplements. They're making a vitamin C or something like that. Their entire company is focused on manufacturing, okay? So they may have the lowest cost of the product, but they need to make profit on the cost of the product to fund the operation of the manufacturing. Then they need to create a sales team, and that sales team needs salaries, and it needs attention, and it takes money. Whether the factory did it themselves or it is a third party, whether in China in Ukraine, in Scotland, Canada, US, it doesn't actually matter. The team requires money and attention. It is impossible. It is not actually true that the factory can just sell the product way less because they're the factory. Because they're hiring the sales team. It's two different organizations. They have a sales team and that sales team has salaries and they have the same problems that we have and they don't give it to them for free. Okay. They actually charge them the same pro the same price that we would get charged. The product cost does not change because the factory needs to make money to sell it to whoever the actual sales organization is. There are an extremely, extremely, extremely small amount of factories that also sell and even if that is the case that factory is paying for their sales team just like you would pay for a sales team you can hire in china you can hire in philippines you can hire in pakistan you can hire wherever you want eastern europe venezuela colombia mexico or in the us so the talent 
and the sales organization doesn't get a better price because the factory still needs their margin. And I think people don't understand it fully. Like if you died, dried out on a diagram, you can see that the factory itself, for them to list on Amazon and learn about Amazon, they have to pay for it just like whatever your salary is. And they have to make money on both parts. You see, they won't give it to the person for free. Like it's it, it, it doesn't almost ever, ever happen. And it still needs salary. It's not just like, hey, the factory puts it up and it's perfect. How many staff do you have making images? How many photography? How much all that stuff? These guys need to invest money in that. So it's not some magic, magically advantageous thing. And if people understand the reason the Chinese are really winning is not because they're the factory. It's because those guys work their behinds off. They are hungry. A lot of these guys work 12, 14, 16 hours per day. They live and breathe Amazon, right? They're actually hiring and learning in conferences and they're pushing hard. But it is the sales organization which has the same opportunity that you have. In fact, if you live in the United States, you have a bigger advantage because you know the market better, your distribution, your logistics. You can have your own warehouse. You, you, the, the, the Chinese, they need to have a 3PL. They have extra costs for being in China when distributing to the US. So the truth of the matter is the reason the Chinese are winning, yes, it's also because they're three times more popular than us, but it's just, that doesn't mean the percentage they're more likely to win because really they have a billion people right? We have 340 million or whatever it is. And our amount of sales are about the same. So in the US, you're three times more likely to succeed here than you are in China because they're about similar sales. Anyway, point is, you can't fund the sales organization with nothing. You need to fund it somewhere. And it's actually the skill, the dedication, and whoever's being more creative to sell. It is not just lower cost. A lot of these Chinese brands, they have the mid cost or the high cost, and they're still winning because they've done the work that you have not yet done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and going back to working your butt off, our family owned uh, two fact. We own one factory in China right now, technically not, uh, and two factories in Taiwan. And uh, it was I, I was blown away the first time I went to the factory, uh, where the general manager and his wife worked at this factory. They had built an apartment above the uh, uh, the floor and the kids they had two kids would come home immediately go up to the apartment they'd eat and then they were on the computer doing homework forever and it was every day there there it was unbelievable how much the kids worked it was incredible the work ethic that everybody had at the at, at, at the factory that I could see. And um, anyways, you wonder why uh, there's just this unbelievable growth in these products and uh, just the competition. It is competition. And those people, I'm talking about the people that were our general managers, uh, the husband and wife, just just incredible. I'll, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. And you're not going to believe this. This is, and I'm not talking about they owned, this is our general manager. So my brother and I would go over there and he used to be, he was an engineer over at Nissan and, uh, 
anyways, we came back one day uh, over to uh, to Taiwan, and uh, we got picked up in this uh, Maxima, but it was a Maxima kind of limo. It was a stretch Maxima with a, a partition in the uh, like a glass uh, that go, went up and down between the seats. He made it for us. He made what? it. He made it for us. I am not kidding. But just to drive around, and then he kept it, or he gave it to you. No, no, like we didn't live in Taiwan, yeah. but you know the the car was there for us in Taiwan as this stretch kind of limo uh, Nissan Maxima. Wow, unbelievable! But uh, anyways, they, uh, uh, hey, uh, Hayden. Kelsey, you can hit the uh, anyways thing because I've said it about three or four times and I've caught myself, but after it came out of my mouth. Uh, I say that all the time. That's why I'm saying that, uh, Aaron. Let's talk about some of the biggest challenges uh, that are facing us nowadays. Well, one thing that's happening, right, and, and you have to live under a rock in the Amazon space to not know Amazon is going through this antitrust lawsuit. And... I would say a lot of the allegations uh, are, are really false uh, against Amazon. But the one thing that they are doing, and, and hopefully it changes, is they control your pricing on other, all other marketplaces. If you have a lower price on any other marketplace, Amazon will take away your buy box and you're screwed. You have no sales. Now, why is this a challenge? Well, Amazon is increasing their share of the total sales. So be it increased FBA fees, which are actually mostly reasonable, right? Because still to ship a product from FBA uh, typically is cheaper there than it is with the post office. Storage storage is actually also almost always more expensive at Amazon, though, in this case. Yeah. But their percentage of ad spend that you have to spend to stay relevant and grow market share is increasing. That's probably the biggest margin cut uh, with anybody then your margins are becoming less typically, right? I'm not saying everybody's going less, but Amazon's share, they're taking at least on average more than 50% of all of the sales go to Amazon. Then you have to cover the product cost. The margins are being shrunk. And at the same time, Amazon is saying, you can't go find margin in other marketplaces. We found pretty good sales on different marketplaces, such as Kohl's, such as Macy's. Right? There's other marketplaces making some inroads in e-commerce, but you cannot sell there and have a lower price than Amazon when it makes sense. Because when, when you have to spend 15%, let's say, on Amazon ads, I don't have to spend that on Macy's right, to make sales. I could spend 1% or maybe 0% and still do well in sales and still rank because they haven't yet squeezed the sellers. So what's happening, Amazon their demand for income as it's increasing sellers margins are typically going down and so how do you combat that well at this point we'll see if if they change their buy box uh issues but it'll also be a possibly an avalanche like in the in a bad way where if amazon no longer has the lowest price which right now they're required to that might make it where their volume becomes less and then sales and it could who knows i don't know what's going to happen in that case but it's still a fact that having sales on other marketplaces, learning 
Facebook ads creating demand because Amazon generally you Amazon sellers, we fulfill an existing demand, right? So if you have a yoga ball, you're not necessarily popularizing yoga balls. You're getting a person who already wants a yoga ball and you're trying to have a good offer. But over time, it's becoming more and more important that you have to learn to create your own demand. You have to go out there and make people want to buy your product because the landscape is getting more competitive. The margins are getting smaller. So it becomes a skill being able to do more than just Amazon. Yet you can't really go really heavy on Kohl's and Walmart and give discounts because they'll take away your buy box. So that, that's a challenge where we rely on Amazon a lot and we love them. We think they're fantastic. And then it also sometimes they make it hard to sell in other marketplaces, which may or may be good for us. I don't know for sure, just because if Amazon didn't have all those sales, maybe it wouldn't be so easier for us to sell. So the challenge becomes, how do you become an expert in generating demand on the Facebook, on the TikTok, on the marketplaces, on Amazon, on international, on all these places? It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a lot. So you need to also learn how to hire to be able to do that because you cannot do that by yourself. Right. Uh, anyway. No, that's, uh, those are uh, great points. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so important uh, that you stay competitive. And everything that you just mentioned there, it's uh, great points. Okay, so let's see. Last question before we get into our questions. And by the way, if you do have a question, we only have one question that came in from Rad. Uh, but if you do have any questions about this and the challenges that are uh, coming up in uh 2024 just let us know uh let's talk about actually let's go back to what you were just talking about these different marketplaces one of the things that we were talking about uh just the other day so Mikhail chapnik uh so we run that selling on walmart marketplace uh uh facebook group we had that summit and one of the things that came up was how do you compete with that buy box like if you have to have it at a certain price point how do you get around it and sometimes, you know, over at Walmart, you can actually put it higher than Amazon and get sales or on Macy's or wherever. And one of the things that we said, uh, simple, you can take, if people know your brand, take a product that's not available on Amazon and throw it over on Walmart. Yes. So, you know, yes. it could be a simple color modification. Uh, I know uh, some people, uh, they'll just um, have a very similar or exact brand. And they just take, you know, this coffee mug and they'll have it in a box uh, with a, uh, you know, with a different ASIN and then they'll repackage it and just have a, a skew instead of the ASIN over on um, Walmart. And then the algorithm's not picking it up. So mm -hmm. it's a similar or it's the same product, uh, but it has a different, um, it, it it's just different in the packaging where you have instead of a the ASIN being the exact ASIN, it could just be changed. So uh, I think I that, that's a good strategy. No, it's a good strategy. Yeah. We we do variations of products. So let's say, you know, you have a, a tripod, for example, and it's all black. Well, you could do one that has little red tips or something and then sell that, right? You yeah. just do a variation of the product um, and it works because it's the exact, the exact item has to be there. And I, I don't really like a whole like repackaging. So we'll do a variation or a product, maybe even take it either a product that already has five variations. And then you just set one 
on Amazon either to like, it's okay to lose the buy box or you separate it away from that main listing. So it's by itself. And yep. then you focus that one on Walmart and then you put that on Walmart. Now, not always you want a cheaper price on Walmart, but they actually have a program. If you get like a rep and talk to them where let's say your price is like $9.99. Walmart is, TikTok is doing this too, by the way. So you could say, hey, my item is $9.99. But Amazon is going to say, hey, we'll put it at $7.99. So not Amazon, Walmart. They'll say, we're going to sell it at $7.99, but we're going to pay you as if you made the sale at $9.99. TikTok is doing this too. It is crazy. Why? They're trying to take market share primarily from Amazon. So TikTok, you'll have a product. It's $30. You say, we're going to sell it to our TikTok people at $15, and we're going to pay you as if yeah. you sold it at $30. It is a, it, it's crazy. So this only happened probably for this year or maybe in the other year, two more years. At some point, it'll go away because TikTok will shift at some point to like trying to make margin and Walmart will be established in e-commerce. They're not just going to try to lose money on this. But it is an advantage when you go into these marketplaces right now, you can give them exclusive items and run these deals. I mean, find out how to do it. Talk to a Walmart rep. Talk to the TikTok rep. Make some open some cases and say, hey, we're going to want to discount this item. Help us with, you know, matching this discount and it's surprising the kind of stuff that these guys are doing right now. And huge ad credits. Yes. Huge ad credits. So uh, that's a TikTok shop. Okay. Last question for me. And then we'll move on to the, uh, the other questions. Amazon sellers. Okay. How can you, what is the mindset that you need to have going into 2024? The mindset. I think I covered this briefly. You did. So what are you going to do that the next guy is not going to do or the next girl, right? What will you do that someone else will not? If you answer that question and you really answer that question, you can become a top seller, period. Because with the amount of sellers, there's millions of sellers on Amazon, right? It is ridiculous the amount of people. But if you say the amount of people that are going for like, let's say greatness in a brand or greatness in product, it's very likely that you have a product in a niche where that person is not like so spectacular, right? We've achieved a massive market share on a lot of products. And a lot of products, we don't. We have maybe a 2% market share, right? We have a tiny bit. And there are so many places where if you dedicate your life, I mean, I don't know what to say, like dedicate your life, say, this is what I'm going to achieve. Before I die, I'm going to have the best tripods on the planet. If you do that, you can make it happen. So it's the idea that you're going to be the best because you have these massive companies, huge companies, right? That sell billions of dollars. They don't have so much attention on one exact product. A lot of times, let's say, I don't know, uh, Breville, right? Breville, they do coffee machines. They have a great coffee machine. But let's know the Breville, like, I don't know, uh, a frothing pitcher is not all that great. A lot of their products are not very great, right? On Apple, you're not going to compete against Apple on their iPhone. They have a super sophisticated iPhone. They have so many developers. They, it's ridiculous. You will never do it. But you could beat Apple on this uh, a dongle for the computer, right? They have like, I don't even have a dongle. They have like one dongle that literally is like a cable and it sticks out and that's it. And it's like $50. You could beat them at the dongle. Anchor did it. They have this amazing 
dongle that goes on the iMac and like screws in together and it doesn't move and it looks amazing. You could beat huge, massive companies on not their core product. So just know you can have the absolute best if you decide to. Like we're so powerful. Our, our decisions are so powerful that if you decide you will achieve it, you can do it. And if you just say, well, I'm going to see what happens and like, we don't yeah. know, Amazon, we'll see. It's unlikely that you're going to have anything massive. Yeah, butterflies and unicorns. Yeah. So, okay. So let's get over to our question. And also if there's any comments, Kels. All right. This one is from Rad. Uh, does Samurai do PPC for Walmart and Shopify apart from Amazon? So Samurai is a profit tracking tool for Amazon, uh, all all countries for Amazon, and also then the profit. Um, you want to change the profit with the ads. It does not cover Walmart. Doesn't cover other marketplaces. Uh, you know, most sellers, at least a lot of sellers, have a huge concentration on Amazon, and there's so much learnings that you can get out of the tool. You could spend eight hours a day on it for two weeks straight and just have things you can build presets, you know, functions that you want to run over and over to change. Uh, there, there's so much to apply in the tool and so many little things that you could do that you could spend so much time. And we, we haven't gone around to Walmart because there's so much on Amazon. Like it seems every month there's new ad types. There's new targeting types. There's new types of videos. There, there's so many things that uh, we just cover Amazon. You know, it, uh when you said that about the ad types, when I got into uh, Amazon, uh, my buddy was doing Amazon probably a few years before me. And he was just into apparel. And he would just throw up something in a light box, take a shot, upload. He, I, you would watch him. He just upload it to Amazon. Next one, upload it. And he was killing it. Now, this goes back way before 2013. Um, and then wow. when I got on, there was absolutely no PPC. Yep. None. And your listing could suck. It could really, really suck. And you'd still get sales. And that was the beauty of it. Uh, now, yeah, you have to be a lot more sophisticated. But there's, you know, you know, it's crazy. I know people who started in that and it could have been their Achilles heel and their downfall that it was so easy. Because if you started listing in 2014, I know a guy who put something, he uh, he put, let's say, 2013, 2014, it was like the first spiralizer ever. He was selling this thing for like $50, and he started selling 500 a day, something ridiculous, with no ads, nothing. And if you have that massive success, right, now you think it's that easy, and when you go launch a product in 2018, 2019, 2020, oh. launch it today, you don't know. And you don't have a chance anymore because you don't know the difficulty. So it's like good and bad starting at that time because if it was so easy for you, you might think that you're going to do it again. You're going to have the same result. So it, honestly, for some people, I think the fact that it was so easy made them guarantee it guaranteed for them to be complacent and never make a long lasting business. Right. So there's actually advantages to it being hard because you have to break through and have something and you're going to be able to stay in competition because. Though a lot of those guys that were had it so easy, they're out of business now and they did right. not evolve and they stayed that way. It, it was a it was a, a losing by the 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 fallacy of thinking that it was so easy. Yeah. Yep. That that's a good point. Okay, Kels, I think it's time for our next 
uh, sponsor, but it's a read, isn't it? That is correct. Yes. Oh, God. I get so nervous doing this. All right. So let's do it. Okay. So uh, this is a live read. Uh, here we go. Hey, Amazon sellers ever faced account suspensions, ASIN hiccups, or IP headaches? Introducing Seller Basics, your Amazon accounts guardian. With just $99 per month, Seller Basics offers a dedicated team to shield your business from these challenges. Plus, this membership offers free legal consultation from seasoned e-commerce attorneys. No longer term contracts, can no long-term contracts, cancel with just a month's notice. View Seller Basics as your Amazon account health plan. Check it out at sellerbasics.com. Now I have to mention, big disclaimer, Seller Basics isn't an insurer or law firm. Consultations come from independent firms. Results can vary. Membership needed before events leading to claims. Terms apply. There we go. Whew. Live that was read. a good read. You pulled it off. Done. <laughs> All right. So now, uh, Kels, I guess we could uh, just mention that if you want to, you got a, a, just a couple of seconds. I did the read too quick. I should have done this afterwards. I just realized. But you got a few seconds to put in your uh, hashtag Willa Kelsey or tagging two people and you get um, a second entry. We'll wait a few minutes or, or a few seconds and then we'll get over to the wheel. Okay. Last any points or your contact information. Yeah, sure. So uh, Aaron Cordovez, if you want to get in touch with me, LinkedIn, uh, I'm on LinkedIn uh, on my website. Also AaronCordovez.com. I don't know, Instagram, whatever, whatever social media thing you like, go find me, put in my name, A-A-R-O-N, Cordovez. And uh, I mean, I talk about Amazon. I make videos like constantly and just if you want to hear more stuff, I mean, I'm revamping. Oh, right now. Okay. This crazy thing. I'm starting a brand new brand from zero started on about oh, maybe 60 days ago and everything I'm doing on that brand right now I'm recording. Okay. This will be coming out very soon. Follow me on social because you don't want to miss when this thing comes out. I'm going to go through everything right now with a small limited budget. I cannot use my team. I cannot use anything other than my own fingers. And I'm doing a product I'm very excited about. It. I think it's going to do fantastic. And let's see, is it still possible to make it on Amazon right now, 2023? Is it possible or not? I'm going to be proving that. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to prove that it is possible. Uh, and we'll see. But that 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 is coming out. I, I don't have the exact name of the course yet, but I have some ideas. and. I'm really excited about this because that's normally people's objection. Yeah. Oh, you started when it was, you know, when it was easy and, and it was easier, but realized they were saying the same thing then, right? 10 years right. from now, people say, oh my gosh, you started in 2023. How lucky were you? You know, uh, it's going to be the same exact thing. Every single year that people say the same exact stuff. And so this, this whole training is coming out. And so stay tuned, follow me on social and that'll come out. Okay. So let's get over to the wheel of Kelsey. All right, Kels. Okay, so here is the Wheel of Kelsey. We do this every episode. I'm going to change up, shuffle these up. If you are the winner, please email me k at lunchwithnorm.com. 
and I'll connect you with Aaron. And let's see who today's winning it, winner is. All right. All right. right. Very good. Congratulations, Rad. Just make sure you email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com, and we'll connect you with Aaron. Uh, thank you for everyone who entered today's, and we do this every single podcast. So make sure you come back on Monday. Okay. Aaron, we're done. We're going to cut you loose. You did it. <laughs> Woo! All right. Nice. Exciting. Appreciate it, Norm. And Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here. Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.